who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me today is Oh, is it my turn to talk? Yeah, your talk. Oh, okay. It was supposed to be a big reveal. Now everyone recognizes that voice. It's oh. Jeff from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. <laughs> Whoops, my bad. My bad. Well, you're not driving. When you don't drive, you don't know what to do. Ah, that's true. That's true. How are you so doing, you Steve? What's new in your world, man? Oh, just, you know, just getting back into the podcast wing of things ever since Eric's out of uh, retail hell that is party city season in, in October for him. So we're back into it. Um, we're getting into the Survivor Series mode. Got Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, Christmas season starting and we got a whole lot more fun. But other than that, just just trying to get excited. I mean, I'm not going to steal your thunder because I'm sure you guys are going to talk about in your show this week. Those ringside reveals today from uh, Ringside Fest. Mm-hmm. A few. I'm just when I'm out, they pull me back in with with the USA Lex Luger or something like that. <laughs> of course, I knew that would be the one that would get a lot of people uh, hyped. I guess you could say. But uh, outside of Lex Luger, let's talk about it. Which figures got you excited? Outside of Luger, obviously. The Outsiders Ultimate two two pack for sure. Uh huh. It's Colin Nash mm-hmm. and the three faces of Foley. I was ready to crap all over it. But then I saw that I'm like, oh man, now I, now I gotta get this, and I gotta go meet McFoley, and I gotta get him to sign it. It's a whole deal. So <laughs> each time they come out with a new figure for those guys, man, that's just extra money in their pocket because they know us marks are gonna be all over uh, getting them signed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we'll we'll talk. We'll get to that in one second, uh, really quick. In case you guys don't know, uh, Jeff, the special guest host this week, I'm sure you do. There's plenty of crossover. Host of the fully posable wrestling figure podcast with his brother Jeff. Also does various other podcasts with Breaker, TB Toycast. Um, you talk about toys sometimes, and sometimes talk about other things. Um, <laughs> you have guest hosts on your fully posable wrestling figure show and a whole lot more. You can uh, Their socials, it's pretty simple. And if this was Jeff's show, he'd say get your plugs out of the way, but just search fully posable on every social media platform. You'll find them there and find all their shows for free yes. uh, on your favorite podcast app, search fully posable. Uh, and of course... If maybe you're a fully posable fan, haven't checked us out before because you heard Jeff was on, you can find all of our past shows for free in your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we're kind of on X slash Twitter still, but really just come to our Facebook group. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. And, and Jeff knows that's the place to be. Like The amount of like activity on there with people sharing things is, is pretty fun. Every day there's something. So it is. search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on the Facebook group and we'll be there for you. Even if you don't have a Facebook, I don't use Facebook except uh-huh. for that. So create an account and join the group. There you go. Uh, and I think we've both got t-shirt stores, prosingtees, but really just best way to support is to listen and share with friends. That's the best way to support podcasting. So yeah, the uh, the rings, we'll talk really quick about the ringside uh, reveals today. So what was your big, like, ooh, I need that uh, uh, that came today? I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to say 
outside of Luger, the Hall and Nash was fantastic. Those figures got me. The Oscar, Oscar looked fantastic. See, that's something like I don't, I don't even want it. I just want to like it's like a I just want it like as a piece of art in my collection. It's that's nuts. a great way of putting it. Mm-hmm. It's it is art. I mean, between the jacket, the mask, the face paint. I mean, everything mm-hmm. about it. And you know, Bill McKenna over there was like sitting there just like drooling. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need this. I need this. <laughs> and the the one cool little detail I had on the uh, the Outsiders pack. Did you notice Scott Hall had the spooky hands and the spooky face? Yes, they actually talked about that. Um, they talk, they called it like the scared face. The kind of ooh, mm-hmm. that's how yeah, the spooky fingers. Yeah, exactly. That's um, something I've stolen over the years playing hockey to like get people to try to draw penalties. I'll do the, like those figures, <laughs> then they'll like slash me like, "Yeah, you got a penalty now," because it pisses people off if you do that to them. <laughs> You're such an instigator. <laughs> gotta be. Well, I'm bad, so I gotta be, do, do something, you I'm, know, to I'm, contribute to the team. I'm bad. You're like the nicest guy I know, dude. No, bad player. I'm bad. Not a bad person. Oh, bad <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but other than that, there's there's lots of. The, the good news about these reveals is we have some time before they're out, so there's no quote-unquote wallet heat just yet, right? Correct. There's still some time. Correct. A lot of those figures were still in rendering stage, so we've got some time. Yeah, SummerSlam. There's SummerSlam sets. We, you know, we got 2024 we're talking when these are coming out, so we got some time. But even still, there's to being a collector right now in general with wrestling is great and bad because there's also so much. Mm-hmm. and. Were you ever, we, we'll talk about this a little bit. Were you ever a guy that's just like, I got to get everything? Or have you always been selective? Or you just always been the, I'm going to get everything guy? Uh, I was an everything guy up until the Jax series. Okay. When Jax came around, it was like, okay, there's no way we can keep up with this. This is just ridiculous of how many bone crutchers that we don't want that are right. out there. So it was, because we had almost everything of, ha- okay, let me re- rewind. We had everything in Hasbro. We had almost everything in LJ. And when I say we, Scott and I, uh, mm-hmm. we had all the Galoobs from the U.S. We had, I believe, a majority of the OSFTMs. We had almost all the Remcos. And yeah. just and toys. When ben- Jax came, oh. there, there was no. It was a free for all. There were like seven Austins, and like this. This Bret Hart has a vest, and this Bret Hart is this <laughs> dude, that, right? So, yeah. Oh, here's Austin in jeans with a WrestleMania 15. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, right. I will say though, one of my favorite Austin like variants was the first Austin in the T-shirt with the Austin 316 shirt. I think it was the Shotgun Saturday Night yes. Jax. Yep. Uh, came with the ladder. And the Austin 316 was so tiny, but it was like, oh, we got to get this. This is huge. He's wearing a T-shirt. I need it. It's like the Simpsons. Like, she's got a new hat. I need it. I need it. I need it. So. <laughs> yeah, the Malibu Stacy with the new hat. Yep. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, we're not going to talk figures too much anymore because you got a show to record coming up for the show out on Sunday every week. Fully Poseable has a show, and I'm sure both you and Scott will have a ton to talk about with the ringside uh, reveals and all that. So with that being said, we're going to go into this week's show. And this week's show is, a, is I thought was easy to explain, but <laughs> talking with Scott, I had confused him. And if you had listened to us uh, a while back, Eric and I did the WrestleMania match draft show. Yes. Eric did not understand the assignment. Correct. At all. Correct. But it was still fun because I got to like crap on his match card. And all, that. <laughs> all right. So it's Survivor Series season, right? Yep. Survivor Series is coming up in a couple weeks. Going to be in Chicago. I'm not going because the tickets are insanely expensive. Um, the best part about the old Survivor Series, at least for me growing up, was those the Survivor Series matches. 
mm-hmm. because at the time we we didn't have these guys wrestling these main event stars wrestling each other week to week for free on TV. You didn't see this, so it was a novelty, and that's the reason why the the Survivor Series matches don't really work today. Mm-hmm. It's because you see them every week. There's no specialty to it. Exactly. So here's what we're gonna do. Since we're generally a nostalgia show here on the PPW podcast, we're gonna take. Survivors, the, the parameters are, the, here's the rules for the draft. <laughs> Good luck on explaining and having everybody. I, and listen, after I explain this, if, if you, if everyone else is confused, then, I, then I'm the problem. Right? But if, but if only Scott was confused, or I'm sorry, Jeff, now I'm confused. You're the problem. Okay. I, I am the problem, dude. <laughs> you are, you are. No, that's okay. Uh, I'm just thinking of that Taylor Swift. I'm going to drop in the Taylor Swift song. Like the, I'm the problem. It's me. I'm going to drop that in just for you. It's me. All right. The rules are: it re, Scott and I will each, or God damn it, Jeff and I will each be drafting. <laughs> you got me all screwed up, dude. You're, yep. You sound like my grandparents and my aunt, and they were like in their seventies and eighties when they started mixing <laughs> Scott and I up. <laughs> Jeff and I will each be drafting two teams: one of heels, one of baby faces. Five guys on each team. Here are the rules. You can only pick guys from the years 1987 through 1996. The other rule is you can only uh, pick a guy once. So, for example, if Macho Man Randy Savage is picked from uh, Survivor Series 87, you cannot pick him again in, I think, Survivor Series 90. Or no, he wasn't in 90. Um, 89, for say. Even though he's a baby face and a heel. So only one per guy, right? So if I take him, he's off the board. Correct. A better example would be Undertaker from 90. Um, You can't draft him. Or if I drafted him, you couldn't take Undertaker from 93. He's off the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the rule there. The other rule is the wrestler had to have participated in a Survivor Series match during that WWF during that time. So we have a little bit of parameters there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we each have our teams, we'll discuss, okay, who do you think, who who would win? So my baby face team will face your heel team and vice versa. I'll okay. say, okay, who's, who's going to, who would, who we think would win? Um, does that make sense? You got it now. I, you know what? Actually, I wish you would have called me and explained it. Cause that made way more sense than you texting it. Uh, I mean, that's generally how it goes. Texting is always, you always get trouble. You yeah. Get confusion. So, <laughs> um, actually I do have one quick question regarding sure. the rules. Now, are we going to go, we're going to draft our babyface team, and then we're going to draft our heel team? Or are we going- So that's, we could discuss that. I think we could probably go back and forth. Okay. So like snake draft style, right? Yep. Um, so whoever picks, it'll be, it'll alternate. So we'll each pick baby first, then we'll have a round of heels, a round of babies, round of heels, back and forth, back and forth, if that makes sense. So so what I'm going to do is I'm literally going to flip a little- um, I don't even have a coin. In front. I'm going to flip a um, vibrating Hulk Hollywood Hulk Hogan, which I have it right in front of me here. So you can hear it. I'm glad. That, I'm glad that's Hulk. If you could hear him, I'm, I'm glad. Flip you, him. I'm glad you added Hulk Hogan instead of just a vibrating. I'm glad you added Hulk Hogan to <laughs> well, that. It's, vi- it's vibrating Hollywood. I also have vibrating Sting here. So I, I'm glad you added Sting to that because there's so many vibrating <laughs> things it could be. What's that ASRM? This is for everybody right now. <laughs> These terrible, terrible figures that I had to own because they're so bad. And they're my little desk buddies here on the podcast setup. Hogan and Sting. They're just, what am I supposed to do with these things? 
They, in fairness, you put new battery. It's a double A battery. It still vibrates. So they made a quality toy. It still works. Uh, actually, let's just easy on the word quality. They made a toy. How about that? It came with a nice belt. Hogan's got a nice belt. Again, they came with. They Listen. made a toy. <laughs> All right, we're not getting into it. So I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip Hollywood here. All right. So it's gonna be ass up. Pe- pecks up or ass up. You get to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever, if you cut it right, you get the first pick. So right. peck up or ass up. All Ready? Right. It's an upper. And call it. It's an upper body business, so it's a pecks up. It's pecks up it is. All right. So, so you get the first pick of the baby face draft okay. here at Survivor Series. And again, only eligible wrestlers are those from Survivor Series 87 through 96, because that's like an area where we're kind of really into, into our wheelhouse here at the ppw podcast and what i i'll have a little excel sheet up here i'll keep track of it so here my eric stench is doogie hauser typing perhaps in the background as we <laughs> as we go through it here so and here's your first pick um, of the baby face team for jeff for his survivor series first of five who's it going to be all right and so, pick the year by the way you're picking the person from as well okay like what year so for my very first pick of the 2023 PPW podcast, Survivor Series, whatever, draft. Draft. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I am going to choose Hulk Hogan from 1987. Ooh, see, that's a good pick. Why did you pick 87 as opposed to a different year, like 89 or 90? So, or I, went, so I went with 87 Hogan because he had already been champion for three years, and he had already faced <laughs> the likes of so many. You know, he faced Andre, uh, uh, Bundy. You know, he's gone mm-hmm. through Piper. You know, there's so many people that he went through in those first three years leading up to 87. And in 87, he defeated Andre at WrestleMania three. So, yeah, I'm going yeah. to go with the immortal one, Hulk Hogan for 1987. I'm, I'm surprised, to be honest, that you picked. I would have thought you would have picked like a macho man, maybe. Uh, it threw my first pick was going if I would have gotten it, I was going to pick 89 Hogan because. He's lost the title. He's regained it. You know, he's the champ here. So that was what I was going to pick. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, I, you know, I got to go a different route here. So this is going to be tough. Okay. I have a few options here what I want to pick. Because do I pick... It's strategy with this too. Because am I going to pick who I just want or someone I think you might grab? <laughs> so I need to take them now. Okay. <clears throat> so for my first baby face pick here. Whew, I'm a little nervous here. But I'm going to take 1988 Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. I had a feeling Macho was going to go in the first round. Yeah. He is the champion at this time. He. This is also what's cool. This is like the little hint of the Macho Hogan mega powers exploding. If you remember, I think this is where Hogan throws Elizabeth up on his shoulder. Macho Man gives him a look like, mm, what are you doing? Like a little <laughs> bit, you know? And plus right. that classic uh, VHS cover of Hogan and Macho, the mega powers on the on the yellow VHS cover, Macho's got the red sparkly robe, you know, cape thing on. Hogan's pointing at him. It's like a classic Mega Powers pick. So the Mega Powers go one and two, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> so my first pick is Macho from 88. So I'm going to put him on the board here. So now we're snake drafting. So I get the first pick of the heels. Since you get the first pick of the baby faces. Okay. Again, this is tough because I... <laughs> I think I'm going to do this and it might be a little, it might be a little controversial and I think people might think this is a silly pick and maybe we'll get them longer, but I can't risk it because it's a snake and I'm going to lose a pick. 
potentially going backwards. I'm going to pick for my first pick on the heel team. 1991 Ric Flair. Damn it. He was on my list. Was I, I knew he was going to be on the list. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's going to be on the list. And this is real world's champion, Ric Flair, so that he's not the WWF champion yet. He cost Hogan the title later in that night. Yep. But also, like, I didn't, I think we've talked, you're a little, you're a few, you're, I think you're like three or four years older than me. So you knew who Ric Flair was from WCW, NWA. Uh-huh. I barely knew who he was at the time. When he came to WWF, I'm like, who's this guy with this fake belt? Like, I didn't know who he was at all. And I just knew I was supposed to hate him because Bobby Heenan was his supporter. But, you know, he came in, he's immediately feuding with Hogan. So I was interested because I was, you know, a Hogan fan. Uh-huh. Uh, but 91 Ric Flair is going to be my number first pick for my my heel team there too. So that's, there you go. Okay. Uh, well, it's a, <clears throat> it's a back-to-back for you, right? Oh, you went macho. No. You went macho 80. Yep. So now it's your turn. Okay. So. You have a heel pick now. Okay, so I need to do a heel pick. Mm-hmm. All right. There was no one more dominant and held the title for one calendar year. Well, okay, under a calendar year. Mm-hmm. And he was a big guy. And he was dominant for that early 90s. Okay. I'm going to have to go Yokozuna of 93. Wow. See, that's a sleeper pick. For a heel, I I I I know I know, but I, I he was so dominant to me. Like he he beat Hogan. Uh, now granted, mm-hmm. everyone right. he beat Hogan, he beat Brett, and then on the house show loops, he was beating Brett again. Right. Uh, so I I'm gonna have to go Yoko. I thought he was so dominant of that '93 to '94 run. He was for sure, and you know he's in the main event of Survivor Series that year too. Yeah, so I'm gonna go uh, Yokozuna of '93. Okay, good stuff. All right, so now I think we'll just go back and forth. We won't have to snake because we just are. Since there's only two of us, we're gonna go back and forth. Okay. Um. So I'm up for the babyface pick. Okay. So I need, I need a a real, real go getter on my team here, and. This is there's a few people you can pick here, in a few different eras, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got Macho Man from '88, who's a who's a legitimate all time great, right? For my number two pick, this is this is between a couple people, but I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna pick Lex Luger from 1993. I gotta do it. I gotta <laughs> do. Serious? I can't let you have him. I can't let you have him. Oh, okay. So Luger's going onto your face <clears throat> team. Yes, from 93. Yep, because we're in babyface now. Okay. Luger, over time, I feel like, in, especially with our generation, over the past few years, has gotten like a second life of people realizing how awesome he was. You know, he's ripped. He was charismatic. When I was a kid, after Hogan left, I just wanted the next Hogan. So when Luger came in, I'm like, perfect, I'm in. This is my guy. Next next Luger, he didn't win the title, of course. Right. That was kind of dumb, but I need him on my team. And there's definitely more dominant baby faces I could have picked. But again, I need I need him on my team here. I can't not have Lex Luger on my team. So he's my number two for the babyface team. It's like a Macho 88 and Luger 93. All right. Start. You're up for babyface. <clears throat> All right. Now this one, it's an a kill me to take. But... If you think back, this guy was, they were just starting to put the rocket ship on his back. 
and he had won the IC title, and mm-hmm. you could tell that he was being pushed to the moon, and you knew he was going to be the next world champion. Mm-hmm. And that is Shawn Michaels of 1995. Oh, I completely thought you were going somewhere else with that. Oh. What? I mean, I thought you were going with Ultimate Warrior. Oh, you know what? Be- I could have, but... Because it's exactly what you described there. Like, he was the IC title. You could tell he was going to be the next guy. Yeah. That's that's crazy. But I mean, that's a great pick, that 95 HP. He was on my list. You know, I did not think he'd be taking this early, but you also want a guy that's going to be the work rate guy in your match too. You need someone to, to, to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Hogan 87's not working that match, brother. <laughs> he's he's the last man to get tagged. He's going to finish off everybody in the, uh, at yeah. the end. He'll, yeah. couple, he'll you know, couple, uh, have the two bit heels clunk their heads together, do a couple big boots <laughs> and get out of there. Get back to the bar, brother. Yep, exactly. So, no, I, I Sean's run between 95 and 96, you just knew he was <laughs> going to be that guy. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Brett was that sacrificial lamb that was in his way. To, yeah. While he had, well, Sean had that rocket ship strapped to his back. So I, Sean of '95 and going into '96 was just a a beast, man. So I'm going Sean '95. When you were watching at the time, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously everyone knows, or most people should know, you're a giant Bret Hart fan. Correct. Were you like anti Sean at that time? Were you like, oh, this is another good guy. I'm going to cheer for him too. It was one of those, like, I liked Sean, but it was one of those you could kind of see where it was going. And after Brett mm-hmm. after Brett won the title from Diesel at Survivor Series 95, you knew exactly which way WWF was going. Yeah. And then also, Sean won the Rumble in 95, too. Yep. And this was when he was a heel, and you just saw it. It's like, okay, well, he's going to be the next guy. Yeah. Eric and I just watched the, rewatched the 95 Rumble. I haven't watched it in forever. Yep. Good Hilarious show, by the way. That- Thank you. Hilarious that Dick Murdoch is in there cleaning house <laughs> at the end. He's like, I'm not going over. But rewatching that, you're like, how is this? It's like Sean, the tag title, the tag team guy, the guy who was with Cherry. But you watch like, oh, no, he's 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 the star. You can see it. Mm-hmm. He was a star. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So Hogan and Sean, how are they going to coexist? That's an interesting uh, proposition there. I don't know. Sean will oversell for <clears throat> Hogan. Yeah. Okay. So I need another heel. For my pick here. And I think I'm going to go with a classic, classic bad guy. The Million Dollar Man from Survivor Series 88. Ooh. Yeah. He's, when I think of like heels, like nothing likable about this type of character, it was him. Like there was nothing positive about Million Dollar Man. Ric Flair was charismatic. He was a great wrestler. All that Million Dollar Man you just hated, Mm -hmm. right? And 88, he's with his, the whole thing, 87, 88, he's doing the whole thing where he's trying to buy the championship. He's like, well, screw you guys. I'm not the champion. I'll make my own title. I'm the million dollar champion. <laughs> Makes you hate him. So I think to have a solid, you know, really want to get the heat on brother, it's going to be million dollar man on my heel team. Okay. So I got million dollar man from 88. All right. Is it my turn for the heels? Yep. All right. Oh, there's two routes that I can go, but I. It's tough, right? (laughs) It is. It is. Because there's one that I think should be my next pick, but I think I'm going to go with a safer pick. Okay. And that safe pick is Andre the Giant from 87 as well. That was what I was leaning towards, like with my last pick there. Like, that's a safe pick, 
But you've got a you got a, some big beefy men now with Yoko and Andre one and two. Who's beating your team? Nobody, man. I mean, it's these are like some big boys on the on the ring right now. Well, what's funny is I was thinking like, oh well, if I, I had Hulk Hogan, he could slam both of them, brother. But I don't. <laughs> I've only got Luger, and he he can only hip toss or hip up uh, Yokozuna according to Bobby Heenan. <laughs> So you picked Andre. Why Andre? Why did you go this way? So there was another name that I have down on my list, mm-hmm. but Andre was Andre was Andre. I mean, eighty seven <laughs> again. We go back to kind of what I was talking about with Hogan. Andre was being was the larger than life guy. You know, nobody beat Andre. Andre was if it wasn't Hogan, Andre was number two in that in that uh, in the WWF. Mm-hmm. So. When Andre turned heel, that like, oh crap, this is a legitimate contender for Hogan's title right now. And Andre had that believability that WrestleMania three was going to be Andre's time to win that belt. And it, yeah. and it didn't happen. So, but Andre still had that believability so much so that uh, I won't say one calendar year, but in 1988, he won that title. Now, granted, yeah. they had a crooked ref, whatever, but he's still the plastic surgery. <laughs> there was a doppelganger involved. <laughs> yeah, brother. Who, 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 brother, what are we doing here, brother? Oh, whoa, whoa, brother. Hogan's all paranoid. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go Andre of 87. Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame pick. All right. So we're back to me with a baby face. And this is what I'm going to do here because I, I think it's going to be fun. He's going to bring a lot of energy. We're going to go back to 1991 and get Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, going Piper. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, Piper, everyone, of course, knows him. He, he, I mean, knows him as the bad guy leading up to WrestleMania, and he was despicable. He punched Cindy Lauper and all this other stuff. <laughs> but for me, because I was, in 91, I was seven or eight. So I'm a kid growing up. So Piper, we're like, oh, he's a baby. I love him. He's a good guy. And then when he won the Intercontinental Championship a few months after this, in January 92, it was huge. Like, I remember being so excited for him mm-hmm. that he won the Intercontinental Championship, being so pumped for that Bret Hart versus versus Piper match coming up at WrestleMania that year. I didn't even know who to choose. I was so excited. Um, but I'm going to go with 91 Piper. He was a house of fire in that match, too, as well. So I got 91 Piper. Going 91 Piper. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got. All right. So it's time for my baby face. Yes. Oh, man. So many routes. This is not going the way I thought it would go. Which is fun. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's definitely fun. It's just now you... I thought you were going to go a different way. Okay. We could talk after we're done what, what we thought that there was going to do. Okay. So, oh, man. <laughs> this is tough. This is actually harder than what... You know, when you laid it out, I thought it was going to be harder or, you know, whatever. Anyways. Mm-hmm. All right. It's like your fantasy f- baseball draft right now. Exactly. Like, who should I pick? I need a second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And there's so many second basemen out there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for my baby face team, I think I'm going to just get it out of the way. And I believe I'm going to go... Ooh, Bret Hart 91. So Hart Foundation, Bret Hart. Okay. Uh, oh wait. That's okay. He because uh, no, he won the title later, or he won the IC title, I should say, later that year. Right. Oh, that's right. Ninety one. He was singles guy. You're right because they broke up after shortly WrestleMania. after WrestleMania seven. Yeah. yeah. You're right. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would have thought you would have picked 93 Bret Hart. Uh, you don't like those shorts, do you? No, the I, shorts do it. <laughs> no, dude, his legs totally like brought all the girls to the yard, you know, but definitely, <laughs> but no, no, dude. I like, I, I thought that was a great look. It was something different. I wish, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why neither Jax or Mattel have not made that Bret Hart. It drives me uh, who, insane. Here's what I, here's my theory about Bret Hart and Mattel. <laughs> Everyone at Mattel is massive Goldberg fans. <laughs> <laughs> and they are furious. About, do you see the, what the, what they gave Bret Hart that, for his reveal? Yeah, the they, other day at ringside. Is he a caveman? Who is? Is he one of the? What is he? Look like China. Oh, and they can't. And then we his shorts from '93 got canceled. Yeah. Oh, that's my only theory. Is someone love, like or Goldberg is working at Mattel? And this is his. <laughs> all, and this is his silent revenge for Bret Hart talking crap. <laughs> anyway, '91 Bret Hart. What do you? What's your? rationale behind picking 91 Bret Hart to join your team so Bret went into 1991 as a tag team champion yeah after the after Wrestlemania 7 they drop the belts to the nasty boys they build him up as a singles guy he wins the belt from perfect and he goes into 91 Survivor Series as the Intercontinental Champion Mm -hmm. so he kind of round he he had a nice bookend as going in as a tag champ and leaving 91 as the Intercontinental Champion. So I, I, I'm going to go Bret Hart, 91. Okay. That was, one like of the, that was one of his best years. I like it. Yeah, and he was, like you said, one of his best years as far as matches too. But he wasn't like the super superstar yet. But much like your 95 Sean, he's getting there. Yeah, the I mean, rocket, speaking of that, the rocket ship. I think. I think your Bret Hart's going to pull a bad news Braun and walk out on his team here. Hogan and Michaels on his team. You think he's going to team up with them? <laughs> Hogan didn't want to lay down for me. <laughs> he's like, well, fuck you, Terry. He walks off. <laughs> you know, I was trying to do business with Sean. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, he's, he's going to screw me in two years. Mark my words. Everyone's like, geez, what's by going the, on here? By the way, how come we don't have a salt shaker and somebody plastered Bret Hart's face on it? You know, being salty and stuff. No, because what? if anyone has a reason to be salty, it's Bret Hart. His whole family's dead. His family literally killed his brother. Oh, it, oh no. Every, oh. Poor Brett. Yeah. Poor Brett. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the wrestling business himself, you know, yeah, like, yeah. with Goldberg. Well, you read his book. You read his book. It's just about him sleeping with women and burying everybody. I love it. It was it's a my gr- favorite wrestling book ever. It was a great book, actually. <laughs> it's awesome, right? <sighs> All right. So I'm up for the heel team here. And here's what I have to start thinking about now. I've, I'm looking at your babyface team here. So I've got... I need some some beef on my team here. And there's a couple of different ways I can go with this next pick. And I think I'm going to shock some people. But I'm going to go Vader from 96. Ooh. Because, wow. you know, yeah, 96 Vader. Just came, kind of got screwed with the whole Shawn Michaels thing. But he's still Vader. He's still a badass. He's still a beast whooping ass. So... I'm going to go 96 Vader. Ideally, it'd be the WCW version of Vader, but 96 Vader in WWF was kind of his peak in the WWF. So that's what I'm going to go with. So Vader from 1996 for my... Because I need some some beef to take on your Hulk and your Brett and, and, and Sean. I need someone to, to whoop some ass. All right, all right. Well, I'd like to just point out that Sean of 96 beat Vader of 96. You're right, but you have Sean of 95, so... Uh, oh, touche, <laughs> touche. So there you go. <laughs> Funny, my five looks like a six. Okay. <laughs> You're up. All right. For my heel. All right. Uh, you know, Steve, 
you've really thrown some curveballs at me. I know we're both baseball nuts, but uh, okay. you've thrown some good curveballs at me because I was not mm-hmm. expecting the draft to go this way. But there is a, a gentleman who I thought, again, was going to have the rocket ship strapped to his back. And it did come to fruition. And that was Diesel of 94. Ooh, he was on my list. That's a great pick. Oh, Diesel 94 was on your list? Yes. Okay. But I did not pick him, but I didn't take him, so he's yours. Okay, okay. And and what's crazy about that, you got him just, literally just under the radar of being healed because he's a babyface a few weeks later when he beats Bob Acklin. Correct, correct. For the championship, so yep. kudos to you, man. You could have picked 93, but you picked... Peak of his powers, Diesel. Well, I had it down between Diesel 95, where he held the belt most of 95, Mm -hmm. or Diesel in 94, and I just felt Diesel as a heel just fit better. Now, granted, he had some good matches in 95, especially, you know, his best match was against Sean, and, Mm -hmm. you know, his second best match was against Brett at that Survivor Series of 95, but 94, he was still that, he was still that badass. He was still that tough guy yeah he was cool like he because he was the cool like we weren't supposed to like him but he was so good we did he was that cool bodyguard Mm -hmm. not with his hawk with his mullet but his mullet was outgrown by then i think so you're good to go (laughs) (laughs) yes yes exactly so i'm gonna go diesel of 94 okay um speaking of ways we didn't think this draft would go i can't believe this guy's still on the board for for this pick i have to take him it's like it's like when you're in a fantasy draft for like football, you're like, I don't want to take this guy, but he's I can't leave I can't leave him here. Like I can't. So I'm gonna pick 1990 Ultimate Warrior. He was my next pick. Yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you can't leave him there. He's the WWF champion at the time. He coming off the this massive win over Hulk Hogan. You need him on the team. I think maybe there might be a little uh, ego involved between maybe Warrior and, and Piper or something. Maybe they won't get along, but. Uh, I got to take Warrior here, and and I'm a big Ultimate Warrior fan. Have been when I was a kid. Just he's he's got all the cool you know, face paint, all the cool gear. Um, I I loved his different color straps for the titles: the blue, the white, and the purple. I love those. Like that's different and unique. And of course, the yellow strap I see. It's um, something you can't leave off the board. And I think at 90s Survivor Series, he had the white strapped Wind Eagle, which was a, a big fan. I was a big fan of. So I, I believe you're correct. Pick nine, 1990 Ultimate Warrior for my my fourth member of the team. All right. Well, so I do have a question for you. Yeah. Are we going to go? We're going five guys for each team, right? Right. What if I want a tag team? You, you get the tag team, but you pick who will wrestle in the match. The other guy will be on the outside. Well, no, because I've I've picked three faces right now. Uh-huh. And if I do a tag team, that would be two. No, you only you, you get so if you pick let's say you pick, for example, I'm not gonna say that this they are not eligible. Let's say you pick the Hardy Boys, right? You're saying I'm gonna pick Jeff from the Hardy Boys, and then Matt will be on the outside of the rings. So you still have the other you don't they don't take up two spots if that's what you're asking. Oh. You pick one of the members of the tag team to wrestle in the match. The other member will be on the outside. I call collusion. That's fair. <laughs> I call collusion. <laughs> God damn it. I had this whole thing planned out. All right. I've got a you, if you want to take two if you want to take them both, you can. But then that would round out my face. Yeah, it would. So keep that in mind. But you know what? I, one thing I've noticed about Survivor Series is when they had a tag team on a... So, for example, let's say they had uh, Dusty, Coco, and the Heart Foundation. Mm-hmm. Tag teams never did well. Mm-mm. So 
and I want to keep this team extremely strong. And I think I'm going to not go tag team as much as I really, really want to. But tag teams never did well in Survivor Series. I'm talking my did not. I'm talking myself out of this. All right. That's okay. All right. I'm gonna go Undertaker '93. Man, that that was a, one other one. I was like, if he gets, if I could steal him the last round, that'd be great. But Undertaker '93, come on, he's got the USA Betsy Ross flag under the coat. Yep. Place talk about your all all time upgrades in Survivor Series history. Replacing Tatanka to the Undertaker, that's an all time <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> what? I always hated Tatanka, always, and like I like. Never understood. I'm like, why am I supposed to like this guy? He, he sucks. Why am I supposed <laughs> to like this guy? <laughs> All right. So, so 93 Undertakers on your team. So you know he's he's been a champion already. Uh huh. He's he's a, he's a coming off turning babyface at WrestleMania eight. Um, or was it? Yeah, going into WrestleMania eight, I should say, because he faced Jake the Snake Roberts when Roberts is a heel. So if you remember, Roberts was going to hit Elizabeth in the head with a chair. Yep. Undertaker, and that's when Undertaker had a heart, his his black heart. Um, <laughs> so he's the easier pick. All right. Well, ninety three Undertaker. I mean, he took on the likes of Giant Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. I mean, barn burner matches right there. You know, definitely. Yeah. Well, the chloroform from WrestleMania nine. Who well, did he? Who did he face at SummerSlam ninety three? Um, it was Giant Gonzalez again in a. The rest in peace match. Oh, that's right. So he okay. Taker was strong in '93. I, unfortunately, the big name opponents just wasn't there. But he was still the Undertaker. He was still that dominating force that mm-hmm. was kind of lurking in the background. So he going Taker '93 for my face team. I was hoping if he was gonna if you weren't gonna pick him, I was actually gonna take '90 Taker for my heel team, like his debut. Oh, did I jump you? By the way. No. Okay. No. All right. Good. All right. Cool. All right. So I have a, a heel pick now, and there's a couple people I can go here, but I think I'm gonna go because he makes me laugh every time, and he's always entertaining in the ring. Owen Hart from '94. Oh. You know he's he's main eventing with his brother in '94. Uh huh. So he's he's not just the the rocket, you know, high energy, you know, new foundation guy. He's 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 a he's a star. He's legit. He's a Slammy Award winner coming up. He's a you know was he IC champ yet in '94? I don't remember. I know he was tag champs, but Owen Hart '94 is going to come out of my heel team. Okay, okay. It's a nice little little snag there for me. All right, so uh, it's my turn for the heels, correct? Yes, your fourth heel pick. All right, now we just had this discussion about tag teams, and I think I'm going to round out my heel team. With a tag team, if that's okay with you. Okay. I'm guessing I know who it is, but let's hear it. All right. It's going to be Demolition of 88. Perfect. I mean, that's their... Maybe 89's their peak, but is, is that when he had is that when he had shellfish and then he had to bring crush in? That, <laughs> no. So. He, had shelf, he had shellfish? You don't know that story? No. Why crush was brought in? How do you not know this? I thought, so, I thought Axe had a back injury. So what happened was, he, he claims, he ate shellfish, had an allergic reaction. They thought he was like never going to be able to wrestle again, but he didn't know that's why he had the reaction. He didn't know he was allergic to shellfish. So like, all right, well, we got to bring some guy in here. And that's what happened, the shellfish. 
All right. That's why they brought Crush in. So, all right, you got Demolition pre-Shellfish. Pre <laughs> so why are, why Demolition? Is it because the the new figures that came out from the major pod guys? What is, what's, are they on your mind? What's, what's no, the reason? No, no, dude, it's the, they beat Strike Force. Now, granted, yep. they beat Strike Force uh, illegally. They used a cane. Uh -huh. They used a cane. But anyways, they beat uh, Strike Force at WrestleMania 4. Yep. And then at Survivor Series, they beat the Heart Foundation. Mm -hmm. Now, the Heart Foundation is a no joke of a team. Like, they went in and beat one of the longest reigning tag champs in previous years, just one yeah. year prior. Mm -hmm. So, Demolition of 88 was a strong, strong team. They go into that Survivor Series and they almost win it, except we all know the, the, uh, What's the turn? Fuji turned on Demolition. Yes. Yes, he did. And then, you know, then he went with Powers of Pain, yada, yada, yada. So, okay. anyways, rounding it out, strong team, uh, held the tag titles most of it. No, they did hold it all of 88, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yep. Oh, and they lost oh, it. To, well, they lost at SummerSlam. Or no, they lost. Who they lose? No, they. it was back and forth. Because Heart Foundation eventually beat them at SummerSlam 90. No, the they title. so they lost the tag titles to the Brain Busters. I can't remember. Right, I can't remember if that was in early of '89 or late '88. Uh, I think it was late '88. I'll I'll, I'll double check here because I pull it up on my phone because right WrestleMania Five, they uh, the Brain Busters went to WrestleMania Five against Strikeforce. Martel turned on Tito, and then the Demolition beat the Brain Busters for the tag titles again. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking up here. So overview of titles. So there's there were so many of them. So the World Tag Team Championship. Let's see here. Let's see the list of of, of this, how demolitions. So this is go. the use. This is the useless knowledge that takes up my brain. By the way, I know, but you don't know it, so you got to have it off the top of your head. So I'm pulling up on good old Wikipedia. <laughs> so here we go. So we got demol and so demolition won in '88, right? Yep. They beat Strike Force. Uh, then the Brainbusters, and then Demolition won it back in eighty October of eighty nine. Okay, so Brainbusters held it most of eighty nine, huh? Yeah, but then you remember the Colossal Connection beat the beat Demolition, right? And then Demolition won it back at WrestleMania that year. Correct, correct. Yeah, so there's some back and forth. So there you go, Demolition, solid pick. All right, so now I got to round out my babyface team here, and. There's a few different, like, just like everything else, a bunch of different ways I can go. But this is also someone, I'm like, well, he's here, and he's one of my favorites. I'm going to take him. Jake the Snake Roberts from Survivor Series 89. Good pick. Yeah, he's on that 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 just amazing team of Hogan, Jake Roberts, and Demolition. Like, that's just one of my favorite Survivor's teams ever, is, is that team right there. So I got to pick Jake the Snake. He needs, I mean, if you've got... Andre on your team, he's gonna throw that snake in to start the match. Where's Andre gonna go? Oh my god, look at the boss. He's getting out of there. So if you've got Andre, I gotta have Jake to scare him. So I'm gonna pick Jake from uh, 89 with his snake. Can you and Brian from the LJN podcast? Can you guys just do a show of <laughs> voices? Uh, your Andre versus his Andre and stuff like so, please well eric eric and i talked about this like with impressions if i don't think about it I, i'm pretty good but if i try to like plan them they're they're not good yeah i just gotta just gotta be in the moment and just do them so <laughs> so you know i can i can only do old man jake where he's like shame and pain yeah during his hall of fame speech where he's just like giving this heartfelt speech and people are like laughing it's not funny 
It's not funny. Everyone's like, oh, God, that got real awkward here, Jake. <laughs> His Hall of Fame speech. But anyway, Jake's a great guy. You've met him before, I'm sure, a million times. Oh, yeah, sure have. Have you met him... You've met him. Have you met him pre-sober and post-sober? Yes. So uh, what are the, what are the stark differences for you from a person who's met him both? I only met him post-sober. So pre-sober, <laughs> uh, there's actually a funny story. Scott and I went to a local. Are you dying over there? Don't die. No, on. I'm just coughing. I'm, oh, I'm sick. I'm good. Oh, I'm okay. You're sick. You have a cold. Yeah, I've had one because the kids got one. The wife got one. No, I got. That's how it goes. Oh, yeah, whatever. All right. Well, don't die on me over there. I, I got to tell this. Don't you go dying on me. Don't you go dying on me. I got to tell this uh, Jake story. <laughs> I, I got to hear it. All right. So anyways, uh, about 2011, Scott and I go to a local signing out here. And actually, uh, the Young Bucks were there. Mm-hmm. Jake was there. And I can't remember who else was there. Scott would be able to kind of backfill that. Anyways, we get up to Jake. We're going to take a picture. We lean in for the picture, and Jake looks over at Scott and I, and he goes, Say poison. God. And and Scott and I were like, what in the... Did he just say? (laughs) And so in the picture, you kind of see us kind of like smiling, but like, what the... Was that? (laughs) You know? (laughs) So anyways, Scott and I leave Jake, and we're like, what? Dude, did he say say poison? And he goes, yeah. So anyways, we sit down. We get our bags situated with all of our figures. All of a sudden, here comes Jake, and he's kind of walking staggeredly a little bit, and he's barefoot. Mm-hmm. And he's barefoot. Sure. Why not? And I'm, Naturally. And I'm looking at Scott, and I was like, dude, is Jake barefoot? He goes, yeah, dude. He's not looking too good. So anyways, that was pre, uh, pre-sober Jake, post-sober Jake. We met him in Dallas. I, th- I think you met him, didn't you? Not in Dallas, but I've met him before a few times. Okay, he's been he's been really cool, chumming it up with everybody, uh, mm-hmm. and you can tell that he's he's there. He's you know coherent and having a good time mm-hmm. and having conversations with everybody. Yeah, he was at uh, the Comic Con here a few years ago, so I got my Legends figure signed and I got a VHS tape signed by him. And you know, you're we talking it up a little bit, and I was asking him about the the, the Resurrection of Jake the Snake documentary a little bit, and we were just talking about some. His match between him and Rick Rude, I think at WrestleFest '88 at Milwaukee County Stadium, and how like that's like an underrated match. He's like, "Oh, you remember that?" And we were talking a little bit, but also he's got an amazing autograph too. He does one of the top ones for sure, especially when you go like old school. Obviously, the older guys have better ones than the modern ones today. But I'm looking at my little detolf here. I've got Ric Flair, Jake Roberts, and Jerry the King Lawler all on a detolf signed like figures. I'm like, yeah, that's like cream of the crop autographs right there yeah you know between all those so yeah anyway he's on my team and we're glad he's sober and in a better mood now and not saying say poison say <laughs> poison poor guy oh <laughs> <sighs> well and if really this is your it's your fault because you fed his drug addiction by giving him money for the photo op so i'm gonna blame you guys i i do that to people okay that's fair all right <laughs> So you got to round out your babyface team. What you got for your last pick? All right. So I couldn't go tag teams. So <laughs> I want to just kind of give an honorable mention to two, one, two. Yeah, two tag teams that I really wanted on my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steiner Brothers, 93. Sure. And Legion of Doom of 91. So, Oh, man. LOD would have been a good one for sure. I know, yeah. I know. But uh, I think I'm going to go with a safe pick here. And I think I'm going to go Razor Ramon of 94. 
he was on my list. That's a really good pick. Really good pick for sure. Yep. So Razor of 94 had some good matches. You know, he, uh, Razor was just cool. Like he was just cool. Like just like, you couldn't describe it. He's just cool. Like that's Razor. He's awesome. He's cool. Yeah. And his 94 run was really, really, I thought it was really good. Just, you know, he faced Sean at, uh, WrestleMania 10. I can't remember who he faced at the 94 rumble. I want to say it was IRS. Yeah, it was IRS. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mike Rotundo, that's, that's no joke. He he got through him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Got through him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who he faced at SummerSlam that year. I think that was Diesel, and I think- Yep. Did he? That was where he won the IC title back. Yeah, he won the IC title back. So he went into it as a two-time Intercontinental Champion and mm-hmm. left 1994 as a two-time Intercontinental Champion. Definitely a good pick. He's a- Top a top guy in, in any anywhere in the country. All right, so now we're at my last pick for my heel team. Since your heel team's done, um, I think I'm gonna go with Mister Perfect from 1990. Good pick. Yeah, he's he's even a work rate guy. Um, he, he'll bounce all over the place. Like he's got springs in his boots. You know, he's gonna he's gonna cheat. He's gonna to help me win. Um, he's not opposed to that. You know, he's got Bobby Heenan as as his manager. We got to keep that in mind too. So I'm going to go 1990, Mr. Perfect. All right. So that rounds out our two teams. I actually, I actually want, I actually want feedback from, from the listeners. I want to see who you guys think had the better draft. Similar, similar to what you and Eric did when you asked for feedback and then I texted you, did Eric understand the assignment? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> but it was fun. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I want feedback. I want to hear what you guys think of these two teams. So go ahead. Let's let's go over them and then I'll go over our two teams and then I want a, a couple more questions for you about them. Sure. So the babyface team for me, Macho Man from 1988, Lex Luger from 1993, Roddy Piper from 1991, Ultimate Warrior from 1990, and Jake the Snake Roberts from 1989. Jeff's babyface team, Hulk Hogan from 87, Shawn Michaels from 95, Bret Hart from 91, Undertaker from 93, Razor Ramon from 94, Steve's heel team, Ric Flair from 91, Million Dollar Man from 88, Vader from 96, Owen Hart from 94, Mr. Perfer from 1990, Jeff's heel team, Yokozuna from 93, Andre the Giant from 87, Diesel from 94 and Demolition. So those we're going to face off. Uh, who was left on your board that didn't get picked? Uh, I gave my honorable mentions of the Steiner <laughs> Brothers and Legion of Doom. Those were Anyone left else? on there. So for the heel side, I did have down Ludwig Borga. <laughs> I was that, that guy have a Nazi tattoo? Uh, uh, dude, he's dumb as shit, dude. He <laughs> Uh, he was he was dominant at the time though he, in uh, fairness yeah as a wrestler he was cool <laughs> as a freaking human being is a pos but anyways right um twin towers also was on my board okay and i that those two guys were basically the last last ditch effort if i needed uh, something okay but what about in the the good guy side. Uh, who's left over? Uh, the only ones that were left over was Legion of Doom and Steiner Brothers, as I had mentioned. So on my heel side, I had Earthquake from 89 left over, Rick Rude from 89, uh, Rick Martell from 90, Jerry oh. Lawler from 94, um, 
Although Jerry Lawler in 94 was with the the King's Court with pink, with <laughs> queasy, wheezy, squeezy, or cheesy or whatever. <laughs> McCheesy. So I couldn't, you couldn't pick him. Uh, Bulldog from 95. Oh. Bulldog was great, but in 95, he sucked. Like he didn't have nothing going on. You know, he's allied powers. 96 Bulldog, he had, he had a run. But 95 Bulldog, he didn't have anything going for him. Uh, no, nah, 95 I thought was cool because I thought they were about to start that that uh, group with him and Luger. Yeah, then Luger Luger bailed with his priest shirt back to, to Nitro. But then, but then Bulldog had that amazing match with Brett at, in your house in December. Yeah, but that's true. That's true. That was the very end of December. Because the end, 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 end of 95 into 96, he definitely kicked yeah. it up a notch. Yeah. Um, gold dust as well. The '96 gold dust on the heel side as well. Um, for my babyface side, I had Dusty Rhodes from '89. Yeah, Duggan from '89. '96 Rocky Maivia. I'm like maybe, <laughs> um, but you know, it's just that's just the Rock. That's not Rocky Maivia. And '94 Doink <laughs> against '94. I thought about doing that, but I didn't. So, uh, all right. So Steve's team. His team, his face team is facing my heel team. Right. So, so I've got Macho, Macho 88. Lu, Macho 88 is going to match up with Yoko from 93. Yep. Luger 93 is going to match up with Andre from 97. 91 Piper versus 94 Diesel. 90 Warrior and 89 Jake versus Demolition. I like those matchups a lot. I actually <laughs> do even, too. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, you know, you could, you could see macho man taking on yoko uh-huh. like you know the the baby face trying to overcome the big monster mm-hmm. um and then same with andre taking on luger that's that's just a carbon copy of hogan that's what vince wanted luger to be so it works out perfectly yep uh all right so who's getting eliminated do you think okay on, on, on the heels and the baby faces team who's who's definitely getting out okay so jake is getting out on your side definitely for sure uh we can automatically throw out axe and smash because tag teams don't do well, as we've established. Exactly. I mean, like, how outside of that tag team extravaganza they had the first couple of years? Where you couldn't see anything because <laughs> there's so many people on the ring. There's so much ass on that. 10 on 10. Yeah, see, right, exactly. You see nothing. Um, tag teams just didn't do well. So you can eliminate Demolition. Diesel of 94. Mm. I think Diesel takes out Piper because Piper's a baby face. So Piper, I think Piper loses by count out. Okay, so that would leave me Yoko, Andre, and Diesel. That would leave you Macho, Luger, and, and Luger. Oh, Macho, Luger, and Warrior. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good solid three right there. Yeah. So ninety Warrior. I mean, I can see ninety three Luger, Luke, because that's what he did in ninety three. He lost. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to slam Andre's back one out, and then kind of like WrestleMania three, where Hogan slammed Andre, he fell down. Except this time, it is a one, two, three. Uh huh. Okay, so there goes Luger. Um, Diesel of 94, I would say would be gone. If, yeah. if it was Diesel of 95, it might be a different story, but Diesel 94, I would say would be gone. Mm-hmm. That would leave Warrior of 90 and Macho of 88 against Yoko and Andre. Well, what's, okay. what's funny is Macho on the house show circuit actually defeated <laughs> Andre. Okay. So 87 Andre was still like, they were still kind of keeping him strong and winning. Correct. Right. But Macho in 88 is the champion. Correct. And then Warrior's the champion, too. Yep. All right. So, and Yoko is the champion, too. Look at all these champions we got here <laughs> at this measure. <laughs> Yokozuna actually threw Macho Man out of the 93 Rumble as the last 
participant. Mm-hmm. Well, he 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 didn't even throw him out. He kicked him out. He did a kick out. Yeah. What? Remember? What? Yeah. Why did Savage pin? Uh, anyways, I don't want to go. He back didn't understand. He doesn't understand the rules. Yeah. He just didn't understand. That's why. That's why Macho is Eric's favorite. <laughs> I, I think with the with the people at the time, I think Macho is going to get eliminated. But I think Warrior is going to eliminate both Yoko and Andre, and he's going to win it. I think Warrior's your sole survivor. Okay. Because he's getting the push. That's what I would. I would. That's my guess there. Okay, got it. All right. So you're. So we got the babyface team going over your heel team. So we've got your heel team of Flair ninety one, Million Dollar Man of eighty eight, Vader of ninety six, mm-hmm. Owen Hart of ninety four, and Mister Perfect of ninety taking on Hogan eighty seven. Uh, actually, that's it right there. Hogan just won. It's Hogan of 87. He wins everything. <laughs> well, how, how are we going to get there? How, I oh. agree with you, but how are we going to get there? And who's going to be with him on his on his shoulders, brother? Okay, well, we have Hogan of 87, Sean of 95, Brett of 91, Taker of 93, and Razor of 94. Mm-hmm. All right. So who's the first eliminated out of this? I think the first one eliminated is going to be perfect. Or I'm sorry, Owen 94. I'm not even, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think Owen 94 is the first one out. Okay. I'm going to book this. Owen eliminates or gets eliminated by Brett. By Brett, but then Owen comes back in and screws Brett. Yes, definitely. And who eliminates Brett when Owen screws him? Uh the perf- uh, Mr. Perfect will pin Bret Hart. Because because Owen distracts. Okay. Yep. Comes back. Okay. So so Brett and Perfect are out. Yep. Or I'm sorry, Brett and Owen are out. Yep. So the next one eliminated, I'm going to give I'm going to have Vader get eliminated by Undertaker. Like we got we got a big man matchup in there. So Undertaker takes out Vader. Okay. And then I feel like cuz Shawn Michaels hasn't been in the match yet. Mm-mm. Who's he who's he going to go after? Well, Perfect. Sha- yeah, Shawn's going to go after Mr. Perfect. <clears throat> That's a SummerSlam 93 match right there. Yeah, very un- a very match that was very underwhelming, unfortunately. Oh, dude. It should have been great. Uh, dude, it was a horrible match. Like, it, yeah. there were such high expectations. They actually did that match at a house show in 1993, two months prior to SummerSlam, and it was Mr. Perfect and Sean that mm-hmm. we were at at the Oakland Coliseum. And I was excited for that match, and the match was just ho-hum. It was kind of just, man. Sometimes guys just don't don't mesh together. Yeah. All right, uh, so do you think Perfect will eliminate Sean or Sean eliminates Perfect? I think Sean's going to get the elimination there, like a cocky like elimination. Like Perfect's going to be posing for the crowd, and Michaels is going to roll him up for a one, two, three. Okay. All right. So Hogan hasn't even been in the match yet. No, nah, he, right? he save him for last, Kate. <laughs> well, he's got to go after somebody. He's going to go after the Million Dollar Man because they have, they have history. Okay, good point, good point. They're, they're going back and forth, you know. Um, million Dollar Man's going to get the upper hand. Hogan's going to do the classic babyface build back up. And then Hogan's going to go to pin million dollar man. And then Flair's going to come in, rake his eyes and break up the pin. <laughs> and then someone else is going to have to get tagged in, I guess. What undertaker? Yeah. Taker will come in. Oh. Okay. And who's going to smash him to eliminate undertaker. I think has got to be, or no, I think undertaker might, might stay to the end. Okay. Think about it. Actually, how about Razor gets eliminated next? Yeah, yeah. Razor comes in, gets eliminated next. Because okay. I, the way I'm looking at, because I'm looking like you know fourth fourth dimension here. My last two people are going to be Hogan and Taker. I think are going to be the survivors. So we got to get there. How are we going to get there? Hmm. I think, I think Flair is going to do uh, like a coward. Like Flair's going to get DQ'd. 
Okay. I think he's going to hit Hogan with a chair. Okay. I think Flair gets DQ'd. Um, and then who's left on the team then? Is it just perf- Is it just Million Dollar Man left At, over? Did Vader get eliminated? No, Vader. St- or no, yeah, I think Undertaker eliminated Vader. Okay, so yeah, you just got Million Dollar Man. I, <laughs> Razor's gone for me. Brett's gone. Mm-hmm. So I have mm-hmm. Taker, Sean, and Hogan. Yep. So Million Dollar Man's there. He's going to eliminate Sean with, you know, with a little bit of cheating. Maybe he'll maybe he'll do a thing where he'll do a, a pin with his feet in the ropes type of thing. One, two, three, there goes Sean. And then DBS, he's somehow going to have to take out Undertaker. Maybe again with foreign object, something like that. Maybe Vader comes back all pissed off. <laughs> but um, Undertaker gets the hot tag to Hogan, who hits the big boot. One, two, three. Hogan wins. Hogan, Undertaker, your two survivors there at the end. Okay. So, so both baby, baby faces always got to go over. The both baby face teams mm. went over. Yeah. Got to send the crowd home happy. Yeah, you don't have to. I've seen many of house shows where I left disappointed. And just and many bedrooms you've left people disappointed in oh, as well. Oh, dude, that's nightly. <laughs> but you just have cats. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on your show. Just inappropriate oh, jokes. Come on, penis now. confetti. Come. Now we're gonna talk about penis, talk about penis confetti next. Oh yeah, the like dick bo- uh, dicks by mail. That's that's what it is. Yeah, who's yeah. getting one of those this Christmas? If you don't know what we're talking about, listen to the fully posable from last week yeah because uh, a wrestling figure podcast is talking about dicks by mail where people are opening up posters and thinking they're posters (laughs) and getting confetti penises all over their all over their floor oh my god (laughs) that's a good prank it's a good prank though by the way that's going to happen in philadelphia i'll see you there oh great awesome can't wait to can't wait for that (laughs) really looking forward to that jeff (laughs) are you Okay, so anyway, we'll get to that. So, what what do you think of the overall these? I thought like our matchups ended up being really good when unintentionally like good in these match. I would pay to see these these matches. No, this is actually a strong Survivor Series uh, matchups going on right here. Um, maybe I went a little bit too heavy on the heel team, like size. Maybe like, I sh- maybe like I, physically heavy. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have had a work guy in there, like a a Sean. But I think Sean would have been eliminated <laughs> early. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? It's still like when you look at that, when you look at these teams overall, you go, holy crap, those are some good teams. Like, man, if only those teams could have been put together, you know, back in the early yeah. 90s or something. Yeah. I mean, some of them are possible for sure. So, yeah, it was these, these, this went better than I thought doing the draft. I thought sometimes you kind of get stuck. It's like, I don't know what we're doing here. What are we doing with this? But it, it worked out. So I appreciate you. You coming on and, and us talking through this. So, yeah. and again, let us know on the PPW Facebook group, on X, whatever where you're at, let us know who you think won the draft Can- for both Heal and Babies. And let us know yours. And also let us know what you were thinking as these drafts were going like, oh, I can't believe you you let Warrior drop to four. Like, what are we doing here? Is, so. is there any way that you, in the Facebook group you can put up a poll? Like, Yes. Okay, put up a poll like, Whose team was most dominant, or who, who would have th- won? Yeah, well, yeah, I'll do that. I'll figure it out. I'll put up some polls for sure. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I like that. All right. So, you mentioned WrestleMania in uh, Philadelphia. You is that your plan to head out east? You're gonna go heading out. I'm sure, you think heading out east? I won't be there long because Philadelphia is. <clears throat> and this is no offense to anybody that lives in the Pennsylvania area, but Philadelphia has never really been one of those hotbed cities I've ever really wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. So I don't plan on being there that long, if you know what I mean. Right, like, like what, like you're gonna do your stuff and go. Like, I don't even know if I'm gonna go to WrestleMania. We'll, see. I mean, I got to see how the card is too, 
And then with it being two nights, like I'm too old to go to two nights of WrestleMania, so I got to pick which one I'm going to go to. And you gotta you gotta see where they're going to end up, right? So isn't that crazy, dude? When we were kids, oh man, oh god, we couldn't we, pull me away from these events, uh, dude. When the house shows would come to the Oakland Coliseum, like I couldn't wait to go to the next one. Like mm-hmm. the the fact that there wasn't one the following night at the Oakland Coliseum drove me nuts. It'd be like, oh, I want to go back. I had such a great time. Now it's like. Oh, I can't sit through four hours. You know, you're hobbling, and you know. Well, it's it's just I I brought my kids to uh, AEW to Collision back in August September when they were here for All Out weekend because I got free tickets, and my kids like kind of watch wrestling a little bit, but they were like enamored. They wanted to watch everything. They're like, this is great. Like, what this is happening? This is I'm like, yeah, it's it's because it's like literal larger than life people in front of your eyes, right? So for them, it's it's awesome and. I think in one of the matches, uh, Britt Baker lost because Ruby Soho sprayed her with like the spray paint. Uh-huh. My youngest is like, she cheated. I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, how did that that that? How, you, she should be in trouble. Like, what what's happened? <laughs> she like, couldn't. I'm like, I could not like explain to her like why she got away with it. I'm like, well, she's bad. She goes, is she gonna get in trouble? I'm like, no. She's like, that's not right. I'm like, listen, you're <laughs> you got to buy the pay per view to see the revenge type of thing. So to be that young and naive again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's. I mean, we'll see how WrestleCon goes this year. Um. I, we've talked about this a little bit about the upcharging for premium items and for figures, signs and all that. Yeah. Well, I think everyone's in agreement, like charge whatever you want, but be upfront and don't upcharge at the table. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what drives everybody nuts. Yeah. hundred percent. That it's frustrating for us because it's like you go onto WrestleCon's website and it's like photo, $20, uh, auto, $20 <laughs> combo. And then you get up there and it's like, oh, you have a figure? Oh, well, the autos can actually be 40, 50 bucks now. It's like, what? It didn't say and that. The thing, and the thing is, I don't think autograph figures are worth that much more to people. No, they I, they just mean a lot more to the pers- person getting them signed and displaying yeah. them. Um, but you're right. Autographs don't, unless the person has passed away, which hopefully, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't happen, but it does happen, unfortunately. But Well, they're not going to be there signing for you if they're passed away. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. So you've got to just basically, you know, it, the autograph is more for the collector than it is for the resale. Yeah. And, and like you, like, I'm happy to whatever you, I'm happy to pay what they're going to charge. I'm happy to what, give them. I'm here to, you know, I get it. This is a transaction. You're here to make money. I'm here to get something from you. Everybody wins. But to to show up to a WrestleCon and then and for expecting an autograph to be thirty bucks and them to tell you it's something like seventy yeah like okay because people budget for this too I think you know people plan this is this is a lot of people's just only trip they take all year and they save all their money and they budget for what they want and then you know get something like that kind of isn't and it's also weird too because a guy like William Regal could have been charging way more than he was. And you got a guy like Beefcake charging like ridiculous money. Like, wait, what is going on here? So it's, <laughs> it's all, it's I admit mean, just old man, sh- you know, shakes fist at cloud type of thing. What we're doing right now, just complaining about it. But yeah, I'm I'm sure I'll make my way out east as well to to go there and and hopefully and have a lot of fun and maybe even check out more. I don't know more of the WWE stuff this year if they have more of an access type of thing again. I don't think they ever will. But maybe their superstore thing again, they'll have something. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, and you'll get a, a dicks, dicks by mail. 
why would I get that there? Why is that Why is that coming there? Why Is that going to come to me at my home, or is that going to come to Philadelphia? No, it's going to come to Philadelphia because that's going to be at our meetup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the place that we hold it at is going to be pissed. <laughs> is it, It's going to be banana hammocks <laughs> or required. Basically. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, um, hopefully that all works out, and hopefully if you're anywhere near the East Coast, you can make it out there because it's been several years since there's been a proper Fig Life meetup. There's been like the informal one we kind of had in Dallas and you and Scott kind of last minute went to LA last year yeah. because you got to be part of the, the Mattel tour and be a part of all that. So that was awesome. But, oh yeah. um, that was kind of a little last minute thing for you. It was what, like a few weeks out. You're like, Hey, I'm going to mania. I'm like, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so we basically, Scott and I kind of made the decision. It was going to just be way too much and we couldn't afford it. Right. And then we got hit up in our Gmail account and somebody said, hey, we would like to invite you to Mattel's whatever. And, you know, first thing you think of is this is this a scam email, you know, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they provided the tickets and everything. And we're like, well, it's not a scam. Looks like we're going to Mattel. So, yeah, that tour was just absolutely amazing. You know, when you if you would have told 10-year-old Jeff and 15-year-old Scott, hey, by the way, one day you're going to be able to tour Mattel, you would be like, there's no way. There's you can't That can't happen. And then mm-hmm. here we are like little kids just roaming through Mattel, just eyes open and like, oh my God, you know, just seeing how, you know, the sausage is made, that type of thing. In a good way though, because you want to see how this is all done. So that's, oh, that's yeah. really cool. And, and, you know, we mentioned at the beginning, Jeff's and Scott hosts the Fully Posable podcast, and you guys started this. You're going on eight years now, I think. Yeah, Is my that right. Yep, my back hurts. There you go. And <laughs> uh, from Carrie and Scott all these years. Oh, um, oh, yeah. That is, hey, you know what? As true as that is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, he picked you up from school when you were a youngin. So you get he, he, it's it's payback time for him. Uh, many years it's later, true. it's actually true. Um, you started this this podcast with your brother to talk about wrestling figures, and you know you you're not bragging about yourselves, but I'll do it for you. You <laughs> you started the show when podcasts were a thing, but wrestling figure podcasts and wrestling collecting definitely wasn't a thing, mm-hmm. at least in the mainstream. I mean, it was. We were all kind of doing it, just we're afraid to talk about it amongst <laughs> each other, right? And you and you gave everyone kind of a place to go to do that, and built a little bit of a community, the Fig Life community, and all that got to do some awesome stuff and meet some awesome people and you got to be on the toys that made us you know because of the show and you on netflix you get to do this mattel tour because of netflix and, and a lot of other stuff so and meet some awesome people including myself you know i'm pretty awesome yeah but, but yeah. so many so but so many awesome people um because of the show so i really hope you guys do it f- until the wheels literally fall off keep doing it you've been you haven't missed a show in f- over 400 episodes so kudos to you guys and definitely keep it up and if you haven't checked it out yet they're there every week for you fully posable and if i were to tell you how much it costs you wouldn't believe me because you'd think a a wrestling figure podcast every week (laughs) it's gonna be what 10 bucks 12 no it's zero dollars it could be yours for free so go subscribe and listen to it just it's a lot of fun just sit through our ads that are on our show now just that's i'm not getting those anymore you're not getting those not anymore no What'd you do? I was, I don't know. I oh. updated I, my iPod. I don't know. Like or my iTunes. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I still get them. I get like four an episode. And then... Do you listen to on Spotify? No, I listen on iTunes. Okay. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Like the last three or four, I have not gotten ads. Oh, that's so, interesting. 
Maybe it's like location based or something. They target who knows. Yeah. Some for some reason. By the way, are you guys getting money from those ads? Yeah, we are. Okay, good. Not much. <laughs> At least that's something. Not much, <laughs> but we're hey, we we are getting those ads. Hey man, that's seven cents in your pocket. Hey, you know what? It brings a tear to my eye every single time. <laughs> well, I mean, that's again kudos to you because that just um, shows your listenership is high enough to to justify that stuff. So. Keep it up, and Thank uh, you, hopefully, man. hopefully everything keeps keeps rocking along for you guys. And I know from doing a show for we've been here for like four or five years, or five years now, maybe six. I don't even know. But you know, we don't do shows every week because it's tough. <laughs> it's tough to do schedules, but you make it a priority. So everybody really appreciates that. It's it's nice to see, like, ooh, there there it is. I can listen to it, <laughs> whether it be Monday after dropping the kids off from school or Sunday night, whenever it is. We always keep up, and sometimes I'll. If I have like a long drive, I'll bank a few of them. Uh-huh. Like I, I do that with podcasts. I'll go like bank podcasts. Uh-huh. And then like I'll text you about something that like happened like four weeks ago. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? Like, remember you said this? So I, anyway. I, that's kind of like what I do with your show. It's like I'll mm-hmm. be listening and I'll be like, oh, man, how did Eric mess this one up? Or, you know, mm-hmm. or <laughs> hey, why does Eric's keyboard come across louder than him? Like is the keyboard like right Because next- he's got like a Hewitt Packer compact Basario keyboard from like 89. Oh. You know, all, like, click, 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 click. all you hear is, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, freaking Doogie Howser over there. <laughs> it's the ambiance, man. It's the ambiance, but it's fun. He's such a good dude. He is. Eric, Eric cracks me up and Eric and I are, Eric's, I like Eric the most because nothing tickles him more than when I get mad. Like we'll be out somewhere. He just gets, when I get like frustrated, he gets so happy. I'm like, screw you. (laughs) Gets me more mad. Did you ever get, uh, oh, you know what? The only time I saw you get mad was when Beefcake upcharged in Dallas. Oh, I was furious. You were so (laughs) pissed. The funny thing is, is we get up there. I have two autograph tickets and you go up in front of me. You're like, okay, I want an autograph. And you had the figure, right? Yeah, yeah. And the guy goes, oh, you've got a figure? That's going to be 50 bucks. And you're like, 50 bucks? Oh, screw you. you know? <laughs> I, was like, it was, I was like going off. Like, it said 20 on the website. I was like, <laughs> Beefcake just like staring off with his super tight Walmart, like fake Under Armour shirt and all that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I'm pretty relaxed. Yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty chill. But yeah, <laughs> autographs that uh, upcharge seem to uh, get under so your skin. Is, speaking of mania, is Scott going to tr- trek out with you out east this year? I, this, I believe, you push him? I believe he is because Philadelphia is one of those cities he's always wanted to go to. He just wants a photo in front of the Rocky statue. Eh, it could be. Yeah. But that's okay. We're, hopefully he'll be there. That'll be great. I wanna, it's always good to have a, a traveling buddy. Yeah, I want a picture of Rocky and Bullwinkle as well. <laughs> Look at you. Just Mr. Lame over here. Show, that's okay, though. Showing my age. That's okay, though. All right, guys. <laughs> well, we appreciate everyone for, for listening this week, and we appreciate Jeff for coming on. Um, I think next week, so next week's Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and Eric and I are going to try to do a watch-along of a Survivor Series match um, for to be released on Thanksgiving Eve. So Ooh. if you guys are... Maybe driving out, getting some stuff, or going to a family's house, or something like that on Thanksgiving Eve or Thanksgiving Day. We can you can listen to us and have some fun and enjoy some turkey. Do you like Thanksgiving? Do a good holiday for you. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Give me all. The, you, give me all the gluttonous holidays. Where are you going this year? Where do you go? Is it like a tradition? Do you go to travel different houses? Do you go to your parents? Where do you end up going? Well, the tradition was always over here for quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. Then. Last year it was at my parents' house, and then this year it's starting to sound like we're going to Scott's. Early okay. early plans are we're going to Scott's. It could change at any moment, but as of right now, 
as of you're like i don't care where's the food i will be there yeah as long as my mom's stuffing because i think my mom puts crack in her stuffing so, nice yeah i know it's a hell of a drug i'll tell you <laughs> it's delicious but well, it's san francisco basically it's everything's legal out there <laughs> that's true actually don't get me started on this anyways oh, uh but anyways no uh as of right now it sounds like we're talking about going to scott's as i said as long as there's costco apple pie and my mom's uh <laughs> stuffing that's been handed down through the family for quite a while dude nice. I'll, I'll be all over it nice yeah well Growing up, Thanksgiving was never a big holiday because we never like we stayed just our like our immediate family. Uh huh. But as we've as I've grown up and have a family my own, we're going to my sister's house now, and her husband, my brother in law, is an amazing cook. Uh huh. So like I cannot wait to go there. One of my, my favorite like snack I get every year is the rye bread squares with spinach dip. Oh. I basically like just sit down like like a you know a fat kid with cake, crisscross <laughs> applesauce in front of the TV with my bread and spinach dip, and just eat it and eat it and eat it and like what? Let me know when dinner is. I will be here. So, <laughs> so it's uh, spinach dip and like the rye bread just kind of cut up into little squares. Yeah, like little like the cocktail squares. Yeah, yep, exactly. yeah, yeah. That stuff is pretty good, oh, so dude. So good. Yeah, so good. I'm sure, it's terrible for you, but I don't care. Oh, girl, it puts the weight on the hips. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, as always, you can follow us on all our favorite podcast apps. And speaking of podcasts, make sure you follow our podcast buddies and support them. We already know Jeff from Fully Posable. They're the podcast buddies. Also, you can follow the TV Toycast for uh, information about toys and sometimes other things. So follow the TV <laughs> Toycast. Follow our friends at the Ringside Podcast. Daniel Spencer and friends over there. He's doing more and more shows with more and more special guests. Ohio Valley Wrestling Senior Referee Impact, now TNA uh, Wrestling Senior Referee, uh, hosts the show. So check out the Ringside Podcast. Uh, check out the In the Marbles Podcast. I just saw something, their NASCAR show. They're taking the first week off in like 82 weeks. So first one, yep. Good for them, man. That's awesome over there, Ethan uh, Soda Hunter. And what's funny is like Soda's real name's Kevin, right? But uh, he's Soda. Like, what do you, what do you, don't try to have a real name. You're Soda Hunter. Like, what are we doing? One, one of my favorite things is, is uh, somebody messaged him and said, today, I was today years old when I realized your name wasn't Soda. <laughs> 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 I forget, he's in my phone that's what his name is under there so it's not like a like something to, to be whatever so same with me dude he's soda hunter in my uh in my phone definitely um and then follow our friends at the our vantage point retro wrestling podcast and also subscribe to their patreon as well they've got tons of stuff on there for you for only five bucks a month and they also have their free show the ovp podcast and as well as their sister show which is the Acid Washed Memories podcast, which is a lot of nostalgia and all that. Uh, Lee from down in Australia, he was in Japan, you know, at the, in the Tokyo Dome recently with his family, I think. Ooh. Um, the Raw's Nitro podcast, a friend of ours for a while, so go ahead and follow them as well. Um, lots of podcasts out there. I always forget people, but just support everybody within the within the podcast network and make sure you're you're having fun and, and being supportive of each other. And I do want to say uh, you and Brian from the Legendary Podcast need to get together and do impressions back and forth. Okay, we'll work on it. And also, uh, thank you for giving me an idea to book matches for my Survivor Series with your card and, or sorry, your teams and my teams. And your fig fed? Yeah, and my fig fed, dude. I can put this matches together and stuff. I mean, well, let's look here really quick. We got, so we've got, we've got a, for my babies, we could, we have a macho. We we could even do Hasbro. So we have a macho. We now have a '93 Luger from USA Luger. Yep. We have a Piper. We we have kilter no. We have one with a shirt or no shirt because you've got the retro and the original Hasbro. Yep. We got a '90 Warrior for sure. We definitely got an '89 Jake. So my whole team's a Hasbro team for baby faces. Yep. Yoko for you heel team. Yep. Andre. Yep. Diesel. Yes, we do now because of the retro line and demolition for Hasbros. Yep. 
So your babyface team, Hogan, yes. Michaels, yes. Brett, yes. Undertaker, yes. Razor, yes. Okay. My heel team, Rick Flair, yes. Million Dollar <laughs> Man, yes. Vader, yes. Yes, yes. Yep. No, or Owen, high energy Owen. So, yep. All right, new foundation. So we'll take him and perfect. So we got a Hasbro Rama ready to go. Yes. Okay. We're ready to go. That's all. I'm very excited. I was just, that makes me even more excited about this. I was just, well, while you, we were talking about who would be eliminated and all that stuff and how we would get mm-hmm. to the winner, I was thinking, I was like, man, this would be fun for a fig fed. Yeah, definitely. So as as grown men, we got to do that. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce on there. <laughs> with, our, with our sourdough or rye Let, bed and spinach dip. Definitely. With When you were a kid playing with your Hasbros, did you usually play alone or when you played like with someone, they had to watch while you did it? Because it's impossible to play like with someone else with with Hasbro's. You just bang into each other. Correct. Gotta, like, so was it you, you watch or how would it work? Uh, so actually what we would do is we left a lot of our Galoobs and Hasbro's in our, what we called the spare bedroom. And the spare bedroom at my parents' house was basically all the video game systems, a boom box. And our toys, which was mm-hmm. basically wrestling figures. So when friends would come over, we wouldn't be playing figures. We would basically, one person would be playing video games. They'd be playing Nintendo, Sega Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo, whatever it may be. And then one person would be on the floor. They would be playing figures or they'd be just watching. If it was like, if somebody was just like playing their season in some sports game or something like that. So mm-hmm. we would just be sitting there and watching the screen while having the figures in our hands and basically wrestling with them. So to, yeah. to go back to your original question, never played figures with anybody else. One, because the LJNs would break some figures, uh, excuse me, Definitely. some fingers. And two, Hasbro's was just basically around that time where we left it in the room and somebody's playing, I don't know, Scott liked to play Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball 93. And yeah, that was a great game. Not as great as a 64 version, though, but still great. Wait, they made a 64 version? Yes. Hi, I'm Ken Griffey Jr. Let's play Major League Baseball. I don't... Um, the best, One of the best video games ever, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball for Nintendo 64. I don't remember it for the 64. I only remember it for the Super yep. Nintendo. It was. It's amazing, so... Oh, now you... are going to have to get yourself a 64 or come over here because I have it. Just next time you're in the <laughs> Chicagoland area, come on by. Well, last time I was in the Chicagoland area, you were like, hey, I'm not going to be here. I'm like, oh, No, womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got our Hasbro uh, Fig Fed for your Survivor Series if you guys want to do this. Um, follow our show. Follow the podcast. Follow the Facebook group and all that. Jeff, thanks for coming on and uh, hope everything goes well. For your big show this week, for talking about the ringside reveal, so make sure you're following fully, fully posable for Scott and Jeff's reaction to that. We thank you, Steve. All right, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. It's me,